This is a Props.com production. The Bostonian is Matt Perrault. This is our f- city. The book is Dave Sherapan. Pay him. Pay that man his money. Together, they are the Bostonian versus the book. You covered! You covered 12! I covered! Follow the show on Twitter at Boston versus the book. How do you like them, Matt? Bringing you the best insight on sports betting news, Matt and Dave's daily picks, and an entertaining and unfiltered dive into the sports betting industry. Here's Dave Sherapan and Matt Peralt. And here we go. Welcome into a Roll Call Friday for the Bostonian versus the book. And I don't know what in the holy hell Dave Sherapan is wearing on his damn head today. It's a derby day. And Dave decided to go grandma. If you aren't watching the show, go back and find it on YouTube, on the Props YouTube channel, if you're a podcast listener, because you have to see what the hell Dave has on his head. Take it away, my friend. I don't know what you're wearing. First thing you got to do is fix your mic. Your mic is, oh. the setting is not right. So you sound like you're really far away and I need you close in my no. ear and in my head. We fixed, we fixed it. Oh, thank you. All right. Quick fix. Second of all, the original hat didn't come through. So, yes, I had to go to grandma's closet and come up with something. Legitimately? I I need it. What's that? Legitimately went to grandma's closet. Well, listen, you saw the video <laughs> on the Twitter at Sports BK Kinsick. I had to drive the wife to work today. She right. was having one of those mornings. The kids are all right. gone. I needed a hat. I said, what do we come up with here? She said, here, this will look good. I said, for who? This is what we came up with. It's Derby Day. I got all dressed up. I got my green jacket on, my green sport coat, but it's over a hoodie because that apparently is the look now. John Anik, one more sleep hoodie. UFC this weekend. We got Kentucky Derby to talk about. We're going to have Alvarez on to hopefully give us the try because he did it last year. And then um, at least they're playing basketball again today. We got hockey. I I don't even – I mean, there's a lot lot going on, just like my hat. (laughs) Zach said, I laughed because I thought it was a joke. They weren't amused until it gets Oh, that's really good. What do you mean? It's, it's roll call Friday. The brigade. Come on. The brigade got to love the hat. Zach the hat. Zach the hat. hat. Oh, Zach the hat. Did he get his If hat anybody yet? can pull this off, it's Dave. Roger says, Dave, you're killing me. Come on, Roger. <laughs> Kevin says, I doubt that hat came from Lids. That hat, oh, definitely man. not at Lids. Definitely not. <laughs> Oh, that's too good. You oh, have that's to tell so me fun. if this flower falls out. That's how it's like the <laughs> flower thing is balancing right now. So please, if the chat, tell me if the flower falls out while the show's going on, because I get excited. Oh, you got to tell me. That is so oh. good. Oh, my gosh. That is so good. Yeah. Pierre says he would pay to watch you walk down the strip wearing that hat. I'm doing it. I'm going to do it later. You don't have to pay nothing, really? Pierre. I'm going to put it on the Twitter. Just follow oh, along. Right. That's fine. That's fine. But he means like physically walking down the strip in Vegas to actually wear that thing. Oh, boy. All right. So we have Sean Alvarez coming on, who last year gave us a very big winner for the Derby. So we're looking for another one here. My daughter has her own trifecta box for better to book it later to go. Well, so Madeline play today. So I'm going to make that little P try box. Little try box for 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 Madeline. For so I've got that. Maddie. Oh my goodness! Going to make that bet later today, so I can have that, and she'll have her first ticket because my first bet was ever at a, at a, at a horse track. So oh, she's God. old enough now to consciously understand and make three plays. <laughs> so breaking breaking her in early. Oh, 
She's getting to the family business early on this. If she hits, I, I'll have her. If she even hits, I'll have her explain because she actually has a really interesting take as to why she took the three horses that she took. Oh, and she, I, I asked her this morning. I said, "Hey, you know, do you want to make a bet for, for the Derby?" And she was like, "Okay." She's like, "I need to see the horses." It's like, "Okay." So we went through pictures. You can go to KentuckyDerby.com and it'll show you pictures of every single horse. Wow. She, she looked at the pictures of looked, the horse? looked at the horse, looked at the size of them, looked at the color. The color was important to her. And the number, the, what number they were, it was important to her because she, she is my daughter. The names? Yes. Names. Names are very important. Names mattered. She, she was interested in that, but uh, she was very particular about one particular type of horse. So if that comes in, we'll... We'll see. We'll have to, have to go with it. So we'll run it by Sean coming up a little bit later on today uh, at, at the bottom of the hour here on the Bostonian versus the book. Let's start right there with the Derby. Do you like betting horses? Honest question. No. Who Absolutely does? Not. Who does? Tell me right Listen, now who enjoys betting, not the Derby, but just betting on horses. I, I love horse betters and I love <laughs> going to the track with horse betters. Okay. And when they help me win money, I love betting horses. But I was cursed with if I did an exacta, I finished two, three instead of one, two, okay. which paid. If I did a trifecta, I finished two, three, four, or two, three, five, or one, two, four instead of one, two, three. I was the king of getting close, but never winning. I had one or two big scores at the track, but it is such a grind and it is so hard that no i don't like it but i love absolutely love hopefully this summer we'll take the kids to del mar and you want to talk about a fun day at the track in san diego the kids can go everywhere they let them even in there's days they let them in the infield they set up all this stuff and we get to watch the track and watch the races and bet on the horses and it's so much fun now i mean this is going back to pittsburgh days i knew some guys that had horses at the harness track so I got okay. to go oh. stay. I'm in I'm in winter circles pictures at the harness track. Like which is worse, harness racing or greyhound racing? Oh boy, that's a pick'em. Um <laughs> they're both really both bad, bad and worse. <laughs> like they're so bad. Shit and more shit. I will say that the greyhounds is the worst. Um then harness and then thoroughbred is real. Like Harness racing is tough. Like, but I mean, I knew guys that rode those things. Like at one point in my life, I'm going to get my ass in a sulky and I'm going to ride behind a horse to see what that feels like. Why? I just want to, I don't know. Like it, when you'd want to see like how fast those things are going, it flips. You can flip oh, over and really hurt. hurt yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't get hurt. Can't you you can't really hurt no, no. behind no, one of those things. Definitely not. Those things flip all the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But horse betters are the most character. Um, you know, when you start writing tickets in a book, they mm. always throw you to the horse side. You got to learn to ride horses, but I don't know the first thing about it. Exactly. Sink or swim. And you get all the different languages. You get all the different things, all the different bets. And I used to give it back. Like it was, it was so much fun to, for me, the back and forth. So I love horse betters. Do I love betting horses? Absolutely not. Do you? I hate it. I absolutely hate it. It is impossible. Like the handicapping that goes into horse racing handicapping feels like, like it's not real. 
Like it just feels like the, the, the numbers and the stats and the way that the betters come up with this, it's just like different day, different horse, different, this different jockey, different run, different position, weather, track conditions. It's all just things that I, I didn't grow up going to the track or I didn't go up, you know, mucking stalls. And I think if you're not a horse person, I'm not a horse person. I think you have a tough time fully understanding like what goes into the actual breeding, you know, breaking and creating a thoroughbred horse horse to run in one of these racetracks and run in one of these races. Oh. It's just, I mean, I can bet on anything and I get it. My horse is faster than your horse, right? It's boxing and horse racing is what started all this. Okay. You want to go back to the days of the Arabians. And you want to go back to the days of just, you know, my guy is bigger than your guy and my guy will beat you up. So like, that's just how betting began. So horse racing and boxing both have just, you know, they're still around. They started it. It's kind of like AM radio. AM radio started it. It's still around. There's just a certain type of person who listens to AM radio. There's a certain type of person who bets on horses <laughs> right now and gets like all jacked up for the act of betting on the derby, oh, not the pageantry. They, the people that come in for this weekend, like in Vegas, they come with pockets full of cash and they come and they play all day today and try to nail that Oaks race because the pools are so big. And right. then tomorrow, the Derby's one race. They're playing every race at every track all day. I don't know how they do it. They take that daily racing form, decipher yeah. it like it's it's got the actual code in there. You get the last eight performances, the this, the that, the you know, you get the buyer times. I've heard it all. I've seen it all. We give it to the them to figure it out and they still make it hard to win like it is still i think it's so hard to win but it's it's a great scene and a lot of times when you see the grind like if you want to learn to bet horses go to a book on a tuesday mm. and see the shit tracks and learn how to do that because okay. or just pick one track we had guys that would only bet aqueduct or okay. only bet saratoga or only okay. bet uh, Santa Anita. Focus on that so you get the news to the jockeys and the, and the races. You might have a shot, but I don't think – I mean, it's – I say nobody knows shit. Really applies to the horses. What do you give from an advice standpoint? We talked about this a bit last year on the radio, but books that are doing it paramutual and books who are not, how do you find that out? First thing you got to do is ask, are you guys okay. booking this or is this paramutual? And if you say they're booking it, you better leave. You yeah, can't, don't. you can, you have to bet paramutual if you bet the Derby this weekend because the book caps the payouts when they book it internally. The paramutual payouts are what they are. All the money goes through the track. They take their takeout. And then this is, this is the Super Bowl of horse betting. What normally would pay for, you know, a three to one, a seven to one, and a 12 to one in first, second, and third pays 10x, 100x, whatever, because there's so much money in the pool. You have to bet it paramutually. We made that mistake last year. Lucky it didn't catch us, you know, because yeah. it didn't reach the cap. But I would have been steaming if our horses, because we had a tri key, which we had yep. multiple horses in multiple spots. And if they would have flipped second and third, 
we would have cost us. We they would have capped us at like two dimes instead of six, I think. Or, or there was yeah. one combination. Yep. I was not kidding. I was going to go buy the kids a car. We would have went and picked up thirty thousand, had the way we had it last year with Alvarez, and it right. would have come in that way. I would have gone to the book and gotten two thousand instead of thirty. So you must make sure that if you're putting in your bets that they're paramutual this weekend. Monster, monster question when you go to make the bet. Online, if you're making it on an application, you've got to try to get somebody chat with the person or something. You must, must, must make sure that it's paramutual. Big, bold letters because you can get, you might think like Dave was talking about, we were going back and forth going, wait, what just happened? And we were concerned. We ended up cashing tickets last year, but we ended up having, you know, we could have gotten burned really badly if we had gotten the horse order in the way that we wanted it to go last year. So I went into the book that I always go to, right? One of the books is Santa Fe Station. So I went in, made the bets, left. We cashed it, went back down and I was driving and somebody, Frankie, I think called me and said, do you believe if it would have flipped what that try would have paid? I said, yeah, I can't believe it. I would have, I was going to buy the kids a car. And he's like, well, did you know that some of the books were just booking it, not paramutual? And I was like, what are you talking about? And he's like, where did you bet it? I said, stations. He said, that's, that was one of them. So I went in and asked a supervisor who I've known for seven years. I was like, Hey man, are you guys booking this in the house? And he said, yeah. I said, why didn't the hell did you tell me that when I was putting those bets in? And he goes, you didn't ask. And I was like, (laughs) I was like, well, shit, there's no sign. There's no nothing. nothing. And he goes, he goes, no. And I said, so every day of the year, you guys book the shit paramutual. Paramutual, right. The problem is the Churchill Downs didn't make it available to book paramutually in Nevada. Yeah. So we were Because they wanted their cut. The books in Nevada couldn't get a deal done with Churchill Downs because of the cut that Churchill Downs wanted. So they gave them the middle finger and said, we're not paying it. Get out. Goodbye. Right. And we'll book it ourselves. Said, Fine. Yeah, well, we'll just book it ourselves. And the player didn't know about that until but after the fact. they didn't tell you. I didn't that's, tell anybody. Unless you were on the game and control board. Unless you knew what was happening in the inner workings of the Nevada books. Nobody had any idea until after the fact that somebody raised their hand and go, wait, what were you doing? P-roll. Yeah, we were booking it ourselves. Working in the book didn't know the answer to the question. They didn't even know. Oh, that's yeah. So you must know that at least. In, I mean, if your guys are in Nevada, for sure, you got to ask. And anywhere you have to ask that question because if they're not booking a paramutually, find a way that you can bet a paramutually because the payouts could change your not change your life, but change a your lot. weekend for sure. Yeah. A lot of money. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. Change your weekend, change your week or month or year, even yeah. depending on how big it hits. So, yeah. all right. So Sean Alvarez will join us here in 15 minutes. Stick around for that. We'll make some picks on the Derby. All right. The Mets last night, the Mets do not have their best pitcher yet. DeGrom has not thrown a single pitch this season for the Mets. Are they winning it all? Don't what the hell was that? Was that more the Mets or the Phillies last night? Seven, one in the ninth. And they, it's their biggest comeback since 1997 when they come back to win that game on the road. It's a tremendous game for the Mets. Um, The belief is building. I mean, we're into May. Keep finding ways to win these games, and they're doing it without DeGrom. There's no rush to get them back. He comes back and goes on the top of that rotation with Max. Look out. I mean, seriously. And then Bassett, McGill. I mean, that's, that's a 
dare I say, that's a pennant winning rotation right there. That's that, dangerous that's gonna be, team. That's going to be very difficult to beat in a series if uh, if Walker can figure it out because he's really on or he's really off. That's the days to right. bet against them. Like that game should have. I mean, if you had the Phillies last night, you got to take oh. the day off. That's a, you can't be up seven one in the ninth and lose. You just can't. That's, that's a, a tough loss. one. Bad um, L. <laughs> yeah. Bad so L. we got to see how the Phillies bounce back. But yes, I mean. I said it to somebody yesterday. I was like, you better have a Mets future right now. Like, because I feel like they're going to, if nothing else, make the playoffs. One of those right. things right now, that magic is working. And the sooner we see it as baseball fans, you know, there's just years you guys, you said it last year was happening with the Red Sox. They were just, they were winning games that they had no business winning, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's what, I mean, they brought back Alex Cora. They were going over their win total. I thought they were a legit chance to make the postseason. And yeah, and, and and those things with the Mets are all happening right now. You get off to a good start in April. Everyone says you can't lose, you can't win the pennant in April, but you can lose the pennant in April. And it, it really is true. When you get off to this type of a start, it puts you in position to now when we hit the first poll and we hit Memorial Day that you can go, oh, okay. So you're what? You know, you're up by four or five games in the division. You've got some teams in the division that I don't think the Braves are all that good. I think they're, I think the Mets are much better. Yes, the Phillies are a team to watch, but pitching is still a very big issue for them. Miami's good up and down, but nothing like the Mets are right now. And when you put a dominant pitcher like DeGrom in there, much like what happened with previous years with Chris Sale, where DeGrom may have gotten tired because of all the innings he had to carry with the team, now he's getting two months off. So for him, he'll hit September when really it's July for him. So that could really be a huge deal for them come the postseason. If you got a guy who you throw out there every fifth day down the stretch, you know you're winning and then get to the playoffs and it's game one, W, game, you know, whatever series, game one, game four, game seven, all wins. You feel pretty good about your chances to to to, to advance and win the whole damn thing. So Mets are dangerous. I mean, they, they were dangerous pre, didn't believe it. Now, because like, oh, DeGrom got hurt. See ya. Hasn't mattered right now. Complete meltdown by the Phillies. Gosh, that was bad. Mac just said it. He's right. Um, The bullpen for the the Mets is good, not great. They still have to figure out the eighth inning to me. But Um, that's where the trade deadline's for, though. Exactly. No, they just, they can't. That's a great problem to have. Just like this, no doubt. No question. Have that problem if if you're if you're going to the trade deadline and you need an eighth inning guy, those guys are available. You can go find that dude to to, to plug that hole. It's the it's a time when you need you need an ace pitcher or you need a closer or you need a big bat. Those are the deals that are tough to do at the trade deadline. Yeah. To go find, you know, a guy on a two year deal who's throwing a hundred and has looked great during the year to come in and close the eighth inning. It's a perfect problem to have. It's a great addition, easy addition for a GM to go and make one or two moves to give your bullpen what it needs. Yep. I like, I like the Mets. I, I, I do. All right. Phil Mickelson has oh been a notorious gambler for years and years and years, but due to the investigation into his insider trading, it was uncovered that Phil Mickelson lost over $40 million from 2010 to 2014. Now we know the rumors true, Dave. He had to sell his plane because of financial problems. He wanted to join the Saudis, the Saudi tour because he's losing money. This dude's got money problems after everything else. This guy's won and done. He's 
I mean, this is like the poster child for the addicted gambler, is it not? I've seen this my whole life. This guy just got money and he, you know, he keeps playing. At some point, you got to go, I'm not good at this. Maybe I shouldn't play so much or play less or something. Um, when I write the book, I might write about my experiences um, with, you know, I know too much uh, personally right. about, right. you know, Phil and these kinds, these kinds. Well, of I, I mean, this specifically, <laughs> we, okay. we, had, right. <laughs> we, we had BW in the book. Um, I can say I've seen, uh, I've seen uh, some other people in the book. Let's put it that way. And, right. um, you know, the number is a little jarring. Like you lost what? $40 million. Like at what point did you go either? I'm getting the fake plays. Like we said yesterday with Benson, I'm getting, because I mean, he plays golf with Billy Walters. See, Billy, give me the place. Like, just give me the place. Like Billy's been so good. And you know, the best renowned gambler of all time and all this other stuff. Billy got golf courses and, you know, Billy got, you know, a lot of things to offset what Billy does too. Right. Um, you know, and, and Billy bet with us for years and Billy knew what he was doing. So that means Phil was picking a lot of the stuff on his own. <laughs> he just uh, maybe wasn't good at it. So, I mean, who was he betting with? That's what I want to know. Oh, it's a dream. Right again, like when who, you're when you're a book, and you got a guy like that. Oh, you just you gotta you gotta ride it out, but you know he's got the money. The right. problem when you take somebody's bets that ain't got the money is you don't get paid. Right, Phil. You know it was reported in that story, and, and Purdom did a great job. When I when I read it, I was like, geez, I was the first thing I thought was, what was he making per year while he was doing it? It said forty eight million dollars a year. Guy's making forty eight million a year. He loses forty million over five years. I mean, that's him, not that nothing. much money to him, right? To him, it's he's he arguably made two hundred and fifty million dollars over this period of time, right? So he lost forty. He made two fifty. So yeah. he's still up to ten, supposed to be. But apparently, you know, he was. The life is hard. The lifestyle was hard, like, you know, and now he's got to sell the plane and, you know, he got marital problems and it, it's a it's a hard life. And when you're losing money, like what we know from living the life. Is that it can't be the only thing you have, you have to have other things, and if it becomes the most important thing that you do all the time, it could lead to a lot of bad stuff. And, yeah, and, and the mean, problem when you win is it ain't enough. You keep right. playing. That's what we always say. The losing always hurts more than the wins. The wins don't make up for the losses. The right. wins, you expect it, right? Because you do the research, you do the work, you win, you cash, you move on. You lose, you're like, fuck. You get mad, you get angry, come back and fire again. Right. And then you win. You're like, okay, fine. I was supposed to win. And then you go back again. And then you're mad. like, it's just, it's a cycle. And I couldn't imagine doing it on the level he was doing it at. And, and you know, how much money is he actually taken down? You know, how much money can he get down? You know, I'm, I would love to see which book, if it was a legal book, which book is taken, you know, what's his, what's his one unit? Like what's his standard play? He's losing 40 million over four, hundred thousand a game. Most of the time. Oh, 100K a game. I couldn't imagine that. I mean, it's just, and, and this is where there's been a lot of like 
I mean, if Die you tell golf. him 50, he'll, I mean, and again, I just, I know. Right. So that's, that's probably yeah. what it was or. But like, there's been a lot of people in the golf world who have talked about Tiger and Phil for years and that Phil was known as being a complete asshole and that he had all these skeletons in his closet. And then Tiger gets caught with the sex addiction and Tiger gets caught in all the things he was doing and blah, 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 because Tiger Woods crossed over out of golf into sports, into mainstream life. So he was targeted in a different way than Phil. Now Phil is having this stuff because of the insider trading situation and the fact that this went into an open investigation, a federal SEC investigation, and this stuff leaked out because people had not had their eyes on it and it's a big red light. <laughs> like somebody, this guy writing the book, was able to find out information. Like, hey, when you looked into Phil, what did you find out? Oh, yeah, he lost over $40 million over five years. You what? Yeah, that's how we found that out. That's what he was writing off. Because that has to be on his taxes, right? That's got to be... Yeah. Someone's got to be documenting that. So my question to somebody last night on this was, okay, so that's what's on his taxes, right? <laughs> are we so sure he wasn't betting cash on other things? Like I know guys that are playing 50 K golf tournaments and golf golf rounds. And it's all, that's, there's no documentation for that. It's all off the books. So this number could be small compared to what he actually lost. You said it, not me. I was thinking okay. the same thing. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah. I mean, That's what I said last know, night. I was, there's I was, a lot like, of things that you got to do for the taxes that, um, right? You know, like that's what's on paper that he lost forty million. <laughs> what the hell did he really lose? That's, I mean, 110, 120? Like, double, what did he really lose in, in, in co- probably or even more? I mean, look, the, the, there are guys right now who I know who have standing golf games at different golf courses that are fifty thousand around. I got guys who play 2K a whole. Like, I, I know people who are doing this consistently. So, like, to me, and I'm like, there's no, like, IRS documentation for this. They pull it out of their, their sock. They got, a, they got a wad of cash and just, like, whatever I got to pay out for that day's round. Like, it's, like, no one's, no one's following these people around going, like, okay, so you lost 5000 on hole two, um, 7000 You pushed on this. So, that was, okay, you're down $16,000, sir, on the day. Oh yeah, I'm doing it back tomorrow. Okay, so you lost twenty thousand yesterday, twenty thousand today. Like no one documenting what these guys are losing. No, 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 <laughs> definitely not. And that's, I mean, that's another benefit of betting with a guy instead of a right a legal book and like you know betting on credit. And I mean, what goes on on the golf course? Alvarez knows that too. Alvarez was a golf pro in San Diego. I mean, they had a golf game, and you know, he's seen a lot of things on a golf course too that. You know, nobody talks about it except the guys that are on the golf course. That's that's all. You know, you don't you don't talk about that stuff. But um, I I can't imagine. Let's just let's just put it that way. I cannot imagine. Um, how do you think this story ends? Does it just go away now? No. Is this the end of it? No, because Phil might show up at the PGA. Can't. I mean, he might. He he. Would you? He, I mean. No, I mean, if you want to I answer wouldn't. the questions, I mean, like he's just if he comes to the PGA, it's not about the golf. Like no one's going to ask him about the golf. No, I mean, and he's he ain't black even golfing good. So like would he's you been, come I mean, for him? everyone says he's been shadow suspended. Everyone has said that because of the comments, the PGA never talks about suspension publicly. But because of the comments and the interest in the Saudi Arabian tour and the things he said publicly and the courtship trying to get people over there. I mean, Sergio Garcia was caught on a hot mic yesterday saying, I can't wait to get out of this place. Got to get off this tour. So he can't wait to go in three weeks. He's going to leave and Lee Westwood's going to leave and, and they're going to go over there and they're going to play on this eight round Saudi Arabia tour. But Phil supposedly has been suspended 
quietly by the PGA tour for those comments. So if he shows up at the PGA, there's so many things to talk about and ask Phil that you're absolutely right. It's got nothing to do with the golf. It's going to be a circus about him, his history, his background. And look, I've been waiting for this type of book. I don't think this is even scratching the surface to be quite honest. There's going to be, Phil is going to have his time in the barrel the way that Tiger did. The difference is Tiger had it happen in his prime. Phil is going to have it happen after he's done. Mm. And he'll be, he'll, he'll retire. He'll walk away. And then everything will come out about Phil and betting and behavior and who he's run with and who has been, who is in his circle. You mentioned Billy Walters, but there's others who have been in his circle for a while that people have known for a while that have gone, okay, maybe you shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> maybe you shouldn't be doing these types of right. things. Right. And and that's why he got investigated for the insider trading thing. So there's other stuff like that. And, you know, this story's not over. I'll say that. There's a lot more. Okay. I think this book is just the first step. All right, let's get to horse racing. Professional extraordinaire, pickmaster Sean Alvarez joining us on the Bostonian versus the book. He gave us a good ticket last year. Let's see if we can get another one here for the run for the roses. Sean, how are you, Matt and Dave? I'm sorry for Dave's hat. <laughs> Gentlemen, uh, I appreciate you guys being on it or having me on. It's going to be a great weekend. And uh, Dave, for your benefit, I use the term gentleman very loosely, especially hey, with that hat. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I had to throw something together quick, Alvarez. I'm sorry. But uh, I mean, this is all I had. It's good to see you, brother. Um, last year, you gave us a try box. I know that, you know, you're a contest horse player, which, you know, you can explain to the people kind of what that means, because we've got a lot of people new in the business, you know, getting into this and following the show, but tell everyone kind of what you have been looking at leading up to this weekend. Cause you've been talking about this. I mean, we had dinner in February mm. and you were telling me about horses that you were looking at and what goes into handicapping. You don't just pick up a sheet on Saturday morning and go, Oh, give me this one, this one, and this one. Yeah, I mean, one of the great things about the Kentucky Derby is uh, kind of different from any other race is, is that every, as far as the humans involved, the owners, the trainers, and the jockeys, nobody's trying to leave it all out there for the races that qualified them for the Derby. So every, every one of these horses are, are trying to peak uh, for tomorrow afternoon, the 12th race. Um, they don't want to leave it out there early. They don't want to, you know, peak during the Belmont or the Preakness later. Um, so we really kind of get that idea of how horses are progressing through their training. Um, they're not really exuding, you know, 100% effort during these races. So kind of as you spoke about with, you know, being being together in February and talking about horses that we were looking at, it was just, you know, horses that kind of gave off that um, experience level or talent level while they're still making their second, third, fourth start and really still growing, um, you know, as a, as a racehorse. So trying to pick those is always fun and, and kind of leading into the race. Sean, do you watch, like when you're placing your bets, do you care about what the horse looks like leading out of the paddock? Do they, excuse me, go to the bathroom? Some people like that way of like, that's how they pick them. Do you look at the way the horse is walking? If there's a problem loading the horse into the starting gate, like do those things matter to you when you're placing a bet on this, on this race? As far as the Kentucky Derby goes, um, they're the way they're walking, they're the way they've kind of filled out. Um, I, I'm not good enough about pedigree and 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 kind of the the 
the body of a horse to be able to make a bet on that. Um, However, this is the first time that any of these horses has seen or heard a crowd that they're going to hear as they're coming out on the track. And so you may start to see, you know, a few of these horses get a little nervous. And when they do, they get a little washed out. It looks like they just had a bath. Um, there's white kind of uh, like chalky substance underneath their arms. Those are kind of horses that, you know, it, as we all know, when you're, you know, nervous and, and, and kind of going through a little bit more energy, you don't have as much for the game. And that's the same for horses. If they're, you know, really high strung and, and the crowd's stressing them out, it's, it's up to the jockey to be able to calm them down, to be able to run, you know, the longest race against the most horses they've ever run against in their life. So. So you watch a lot of races. You're one of those guys for the listeners. Sean watches replays of races. Like he'll watch, he studies horse racing. This is not just a hobby. I mean, like this dude has been one of the guys that I've gotten to know that I know, like you, people use the term pro loosely and, and I'm not Mm. calling you a pro Sean, but you have lived and you've been in the boxes in in the winter circle with you know um guys in major horse racing names you've been in those places so you you know the game saturday okay you look at this stuff and go all right i've or even like friday today's a big day right like the oaks is a big day what's the first thing that you can give to somebody who's new to this that maybe they should pay attention to today and tomorrow? As far as what they can pay attention to, I'd really watch this weather. The weather's really kind of played tricks on us. We thought it was going to rain a little bit, sprinkle a little bit yesterday. Um, The guy I follow had an inch and a half to two inches uh, expected today. That should have already started. It's already dialed it back to an inch. So it looks like we're going to get a lot less weather. As far as for the Derby goes, um, the Churchill Downs track, drains very well as far as the main track is concerned the dirt track that we're they're going to be running over um so i I wouldn't be as concerned with that um but if you're betting on the undercard and we get a little bit of rain maybe this afternoon and and uh tomorrow morning these turf courses are going to play a little bit different it's a new turf course it doesn't drain as well so you're going to see a little bit more of the soft uh or or good footing that the horses are going to kind of sink down into the grass um a lot of these horses are coming from, you know, a Gulfstream Park, a Santa Anita, you know, where we don't see a lot of rain. So you can uh, kind of pick and choose horses that have shown form over soft footing and maybe catch a price uh, early on the card, you know, and pad that bankroll for the Derby. Interesting. Sean, in terms of when you're making the play, like you've done the work, you've looked at it, you made the bet. When do you fire on the Derby? Do you do it today, tomorrow, right before the race? What When's your ideal time? What would be your, your recommendation to someone who's trying to handicap? Because as we get closer to Derby time, the odds obviously get very volatile and they go up and down based upon the bets coming in. Especially for amateur bettors, if you're going to a Kentucky Derby party, if you're going to one of you know the casinos and the sports book to watch, it's gonna it's a long day. <laughs> um, it's 14 races, 12 races until, or 11 races, the 12th race is the Kentucky Derby. And on top of that, we have an hour and a half wait from that <laughs> until the Kentucky Derby. It is a long day. Um, so Pat, you know, go about your bankroll, you know, 
appropriately. You're going to have a lot of opinions, whether it be uh, people that you're sitting with or or the uh, or the NBC coverage, whatever coverage you're watching. It's going to be a lot of opinions thrown at you in a lot of races before. Don't be don't empty your bankroll before the Derby. Get your opinions in. Have those done, especially as the day goes on and your party goes on. Um, let's not forget to get those in. <laughs> yes. There's 22 horses in this race, right? There is 20 horses with 20 horses with two also eligibles. 20, okay. 20 is the max that will go in the gate. Okay. So that's a lot of, I mean, like there's no really other races during the year for the newbies where there's 20 horses to pick from. It is literally like driving the 405 freeway in LA. It's you got to get around this car, that car, bumping this and that, whatever. You can handicap the shit out of this race. You could have looked at the last three months. You could have nailed this, and that jockey does the wrong thing or a horse bumps somebody or cuts in front of somebody, and it all goes out the window. How do you handicap that, Sean? <laughs> well, I mean, you kind of alluded to it with the, the amount of horses that are in this in the starting gate, you know, 20 with the two also eligibles. If you're going through the, this race, all of these horses are here for a reason. It's a point system that they have to accure points just to get into the gate. If you're looking for reasons to bet horses in this field, you're going to come out with 18 or 19 horses. Um, it's very easy to fall in love with the horse based on the reasons that they got here. Um, so the way I kind of go about handicapping a, a field like this is I'll go through the race and I'll just try and punch holes in, in the form. Uh, do I like this horse for such and such reason? Do I think that they're that they can overcome this red flag that I see, whether it be in a replay, whether it be something that I see in the in the form? And then I look at the odds and I and I think, do I want to swallow that price? Is that price high enough for the red flags that I've gotten? And that's kind of how I get to kind of my base. And then you know, I'm, as you said, there's a lot that can happen. You know, within the first quarter of a mile, there's going to be a ton of of. Uh, oh sorry for the pun intended, but jockeying for position. But there's going to be a lot going on in the race. So yeah, very early on in the race, your, your idea can go out the window, but it's definitely, you know, get an opinion and bet your opinion. Cause like I said, uh, opinions are going to be uh, everywhere you look on Saturday. Yeah. All right, Sean, let's talk about some of these horses and crown pride's interesting coming out of the seven spots, 16 to one currently, but the Japanese bred horse how unique is this and does it present any difficulty handicapping given the horse is not one that's from America? It's not necessarily unique. Um, I believe the Japanese get one horse in it's a win and you're in as is the UAE Derby uh, that, that this horse did win and got enough points. So it's, it's not necessarily unique. Um, however, that, that route to get to the Derby hasn't necessarily played paid out. Um, I'm not one to, uh, criticize a, a trainer's, you know, intention of, of getting their horse ready for the Kentucky Derby. I obviously have never done that, but the two blowout works before is the biggest race of this horse's life. I know that a lot of people are chatter, chatting about this horse and how good he looks on the track, but I think a lot of these horses, if they're blowing out 46 and two, I think a lot of these, a lot of, uh, people are going to think that a lot of these horses are going to look just as good as crown pride. Um, I'm kind of taking a stand against that. So I know you've done the work and there's no pressure. 
All right. You came on last year with me on cash considerations. And then we, you know, you were on pushing the odds and we had you all over the place. We could, and you, and you nailed it. You gave us a trifecta key that everybody kind of gave out. We played and everybody cashed. It was a lot of fun. So again, no pressure, but can you give the people something today that you're actually looking at or recommending to play, whether it's an exacta box, a trifecta box, a trifecta key, because I know you've done the work and I respect the opinion and I need something to put in before tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah. So um, I I'm kind of right on, on point with the morning line uh, odds. Uh, I think epicenter's the horse to beat in the race. Uh, I I thought the, I thought the horse was going to be the morning line favorite. Zandon is, is that, that last race um, over at, over at Keelan in the, in the bluegrass was ultra impressive. And the fact that Flavian stays on um, is, is key. They're definitely the horses to beat. Um, with that being said, epicenter drawing the three post, he wants to be up and near the lead. Um, and with Flavian coming in on such a big closer, if he breaks too, too well, um, Joel doesn't want to go too fast. All that's going to do is set up for Flavian. So I think Joel's going to try and sit in a nice cozy position and there's going to be 17 horses and jockeys coming to a, coming from the outside to his right that I think are going to cause problems for him. Um, could he be the best horse? I, I, yeah, I think that he could still overcome that, but because of that, because of the odds that I think we're going to have to swallow, I'm playing against, uh, the three epicenter and because of the closing kick of, of the 10 and where the 10 is going to need to be. Coming into the stretch, I'm looking at 10 to 14 horses of traffic that Flavian's going to have to going to have to navigate. I think Flavian's one of, if not the Flavian. Best, for uh, the people that don't know, is the jockey of the 10, the I'm horse Zandon. That's okay. I know you know, but people are saying who's Flavian. So yeah, Flavian Proud. He's he's if not in my opinion, he's if, if not uh, one of he's the best jockey in the country. He gets his horses to settle and he he fires and asks the question at the exact right time. But if I'm again, having to swallow that three to one morning line or anything near oh. that, I'm going to bet against the 10 Zandon. Um, but I do think that one of the two um, are good enough to come in the exacta. So instead of King winners, I'm King the three and the 10 and second, and I'm playing the six Messier, the 12 Taba, the 16 Cyberknife, and the 19 Zozos on top of the three and the 10 uh, for the exacta, the $2 exacta costs $16. Um, we're looking at, um, Messier's eight to one on the morning line to 12 to one to Cyberknife and Zozos at 20 to one each. If we can catch one of those on top and even, even swallow the chalk underneath, I think the exacta could pay real well. And that will be kind of the, the base that I'm going to play for my try. Uh, but I'm not going to give out a try cause that's going to be too expensive. Right. <laughs> okay. Sean, for, for, for the guys in the chat, they're going to walk to the window. Dave did this to me last year. I'm going to ask you to do the same thing. What do you say if I'm betting that bet? What's the what's the language I'm using to the cashier? Yeah, so just what? Save this video and then play it for the cashier. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good idea. People will play this thing all over. Hey, I want this. Boom. (laughs) Um, So on Saturday, you're going to say, I want Churchill Downs, race 12. I want a $2 exacta. Six, 12, 16, and 19 with the three and the 10. That's a pro right there. That's a pro right there. If you go up to the window, and if they charge you, if the amount's different than $16, something messed up, and (laughs) and look at the ticket before they they do it. Usually what I'll do is I'll know what the amount is, 
So I'll make sure that there wasn't a, a horse missed or, or added on by mistake. Now you can do it for more, Sean. If you want to do it for more, you can. Like if you want to do it in multiples of two, so you can do a $4 exacta, you know, 6, 12, 16, 19 over. Like, you know, P. Rawl says over to all the time. You can say mm-hmm. 6, 12, 16, 19 <laughs> over to 3 and 10. And yeah. do it for $4, so it costs 32 bucks. You get paid more. You risk yeah. more. But you can do it for like $2 is the minimum. Now, Sean, are they doing dollar superfectus or are they doing 10 cent superfectus? Uh, it's a dollar superfectus on Derby <laughs> and Oaks Day only. Goodness gracious. All right. Last one for me before we let you go. Is that bad go. or is that good? Wait, 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 wait. Why are you mad about that? Well, because it eliminates like the small guy. You got to spend a lot to get the super bet in. Right which is the first, second, third, and fourth. It's a fun bet to make, and it can be not life-changing money, but really, you know, again, a car money or something like that, and you got to spend more now. It increases the pool, but when a truck comes in, it doesn't pay. All right, Alvarez, last one for me. Wait, 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 wait. What was the bet we made last year? Trifecta key. And the key meaning, the key means what? What Trifecta just like this? Tell them, Sean. So the key meaning whatever you key, it could be one of the horses. It could be multiple of the horses, but you're keying them in first, second, and third. And whatever you're boxing it with those, let's say you box, you know, you're keying it in second. So the box is going to be in first and third. So we can but, do it because you're boxing it, it's all over the place. If you do it, if you do it, can you do a 10 cent try? No, you can do a dollar try. 50 cent try. 50 cent try. 6, 12, 16, 19 with 310 with all. That's probably pretty expensive. 50 cent try, right? Yeah. And, and kind of my idea about this ticket is, is not necessarily, you know, kind of add in to your own opinions. My opinion is that the three, either the three and the 10 are going to come in second. I don't think either. My bet is that neither one of them are going to win, but one of them is going to come in second. So that's kind of how I'm tailoring those vertical plays. Okay. All right. Ethereal so, Road just scratched, by the way. News Ethereal breaking. Road. Ethereal that- Road. Ethereal, Ethereal. Isn't it Ethereal? Ethereal Road. It really Ethereal all depends road. on what time, and that would bring in Rich Strike, but I don't, that doesn't affect the race, in my opinion. Oh, okay. That's good. 99 to 1. Long um, All right. Last one for me. The Oaks is today. That's a special race um, with a nice pool. Have you done the Oaks work? You got anything for the people from immediately when they hang up or, or, or close the show today or listen to it? What are you looking at in the Oaks today? And is there an Oaks to Derby double that you would recommend or maybe give out to the people? So as far as the Kentucky Oaks go, it's all going to matter on how the track is um, as that race is going off. As far as weather wise, um, as of right now, it's completely dry. Um, so my, my pick in, in, in the, in the Oaks is the four, uh, not the four, sorry, the seven echo Zulu at four to one. Um, I I think a a lot of people are going to be on this horse. I don't think you're going to get four to one. My only issue with, uh, with the track playing out is if it rained kind of really right around that race. And if they seal the track, I think the four nest, the morning line favorite could just, it could be much the best. Um, proven over a wet track, whereas Echo Zulu isn't as much. Um, and so I would play kind of the four and the seven if it's wet, whereas if it's not, I'm playing just the seven. Gotcha. We'll end it with this. In terms of, and I know weather's going to come into play here, but generally speaking, horses that come from the outside or horses on the rail, which ones do you think have more success for the Derby? 
for the Derby, it's going to be the horses that are coming from the outside. Um, it's they're, they don't have to deal with the traffic of all these horses coming down into them. Um, even if they want to break on the lead, they usually can break on top sharply. And they, the jock looks over to his left, looks over to his inside and then figures out where the position of the track, where, you know, what, what part of the race they want to be in. Whereas if, when you're on the rail, a lot of those decisions are forced into your hand and you, and you're going to kind of have to adapt accordingly, unless you, you break into a perfect spot. Sean, great stuff, man. Have fun with the Oaks. Have fun with the Derby tomorrow. Let's catch that ticket. Appreciate the time. Thanks, brother. I'll Thanks, reach Tyler. out. We'll try to find you tomorrow. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'll be over at uh over at the South Point. At a oh, boy. Nice. <laughs> All right. At Smooth Turn Two to go follow Sean for the Derby Day conversation. Sean Alvarez joining us here on the Bostonian versus the book. All right, that's good to know. So I'll throw you Madeline's bet here coming up for better to book it. But the okay. twelve, the six, twelve, sixteen, nineteen, with the three and the ten. Yep, and then we play. can we can formulate a try with that as well. Um, I'll work on the calculations of that to see how much we got to spend. But I like the fact that he's trying to beat the chalk, which means beat the two favorites. And I mean, depending on how many horses we want to involve underneath, we can figure out how much it costs, and then got to involve Maddie's horses. <laughs> That's why I hate betting. That's why I hate betting this stuff because it's so complicated. Well, you don't. The, the, the hard Bad. part is you, you don't, don't know, know how much stuff win. costs. You, you don't know how much it costs. You don't even know what the odds are. You don't even know the odds. It's 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 so. I, I know different. A plus two hundred favorite. I know if I bet a hundred bucks, I'm winning two hundred bucks, and this way we go. Like like the, the, this is if I might. By the time it goes off, it might pay a dollar, two dollars. It might pay fifty cents. I might win a grand. I might win nothing. Like it's so annoying. Like three, like two years ago, I cashed it. Two years ago, too. I hit back to back derbies mostly because of you, but I hit back to back derbies. I hit one of my own derby plays two years ago, and I going into the race thought I was going to win two hundred and fifty dollars. I won seventy five. You were so, you, I was you so bad because you, you texted me and you so said bad. I won. And yeah. I was like, I was like, oh, well, that's good, but it don't pay enough. And you're like, what do you mean? I win 225. I'm like, no, you don't. And then you went to the book and you collected and you were like 75 bucks. You were right. I was so pissed. <laughs> I was like, I should have won 225 and I won 75 bucks. I was like, this is absolute dog shit. I was it, like, this is bully. Like, what are you is, doing to me? It oh. is it is so hard because when you win. It's like that. Use that quote all the time for white men can't jump. Sometimes when you win, you lose. Sometimes when you yep. lose, you win. And sometimes when you tie, you really lose. Sometimes when you win in horse racing, you get you back really less win. money. You get yep. less, less money than you spent. Hundred percent. Yep. Yeah. Th- that was. I actually. Yes. You got back less money than what you absolutely. You end up losing money. Yeah. Yes. I end up because yeah. you didn't make enough back on the other side. Yeah. yeah I, I was. Fe- I was watching. It was like I remember. It was super hot that day. And like, I think Madeline had some friends over in the pool and like, I remember running in, watching the Derby, grabbing my phone, texting you going, holy shit, it won. Holy shit, it won. And you're like, yeah, it didn't pay out that much. It's like, what do you mean? I should have, I should have won 10 bucks, should have turned into 225. And you're like, no, it, it, it's, it's like, and so I think I ended up, I think my whole bankroll of the day was 150. And so I ended up, I thought I covered it all. I thought I was up on money. And yeah, now you lose like down. 25 bucks. Cause I, yeah, I yeah. did the same thing. I think I we spent, so I spent like 150 or something and we got back 120 or whatever. <laughs> we won. Like, just didn't come in the right order. Right. Didn't come in the right order. But it's like, so that's why I don't like betting Bullshit. horses. Cause it's all confusing and math and 
paramutual and up and down. It's a yo-yo that I just don't like doing other than the Derby, which I grabbed my Elijah Craig. So one thing I can, I can drink whiskey and watch an event and everyone's in, in on it and all excited about it. So I do like the pageantry around it. It's, I got married in a seersucker suit. I, I have a lot of, you know, m- my ties to the South are deep. I love the event. It just, I was asking. Have you Matt ever had before. a mint julep? What? Yeah, of course. I've never had one. Really? I've never had a mint julep. Do you like whiskey? How would I get a mint julep if I wasn't there? You can order it here. Everybody will Sounds mint like terrible. Oh, no, it's great. It was made properly. It was made with the right ice in the right cup. Really? Matters. Yes, 100%. It matters. The ice matters for a mint julep. It's got to be crushed ice, and it's got to be in a silver cup. What the hell does the color of the cup have to do with anything? No, actual silver, like an actual like metal cup, like a silver metal cup. It can't just be plastic. Oh. It's got to be. Uh, it can't be glass. That matters? Of course. Wow. Okay. You ever had a, you ever had a Moscow mule? I don't even know how to spell that, let alone what that is. A no, Moscow, never you, you never had a Moscow mule. It has no. to be in a copper cup. If it's not in a copper cup, it's on a Moscow mule because the interaction between the ginger beer and the copper with the vodka changes the flavor of the drink. I've never ceased to be amazed to learn something <laughs> new every day with the show. You're a fucking bartender. You're a fucking doctor. How do you not know these things? You just, this what the awesome. hell? I've been working in books of raising kids for 30 years. What the hell is a Moscow ma- mule talking about you a copper know. cup? Jeez. Really? Wow. See, I'm a, I'm a liquor guy. I like liquor a lot. So, it's, and I'm a whiskey guy. I like whiskey a lot. So, the, the, I mean, that's the Moscow mules. It, the, the chemical interaction changes the flavor of the drink. Same thing with the with a uh, mint julep, it tastes different. A Pim's, a Pim's cup is the same thing, too. A Pim's cup also is the same type of drink that a needs what? to be in a certain cup. A Pim's cup. So it's the other drink. That, pimp. People in the chat are saying <laughs> that's I look you. like a pimp today. Yeah, yes. I thought you said a, a Pim's, Pim's cup. cup. I was going to say, I need one of those. Yeah, a Pim's cup is drink. Oh, I think today is the drink. The Pim's cup is 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 uh, today. It's a New Orleans-based drink. Um. I'm a big fan of Pim's cups too. They're really, they're, they're really nice. People drink Pim's cup on Oaks day and mint juleps on Derby day. Oh, so if you, if you, if you want to, to, to kind of be on the inside of the way people drink, but yeah, I'm a big new Orleans has some phenomenal drinks. Some really, really, really good, good. Oh yeah. Sazerac's. Oh, Sazerac's are friggin' phenomenal. I had a, I had a Sazerac when I sat next to, um, What's his name? Quarterback for the 49ers for all those years. Um, Joe Montana. Thank you. Yes, Joe Montana. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, Joe Montana. For blanking on Joe Montana's name. Gosh, but I was drinking a Sazerac. First, first time I ever had a Sazerac was in New Orleans next to Joe Montana. You so, couldn't remember Joe Montana's name? Did you have a Sazerac this morning or what? <laughs> I, I need it. I should have had five when I got up when I got up this morning. I should I should have just mainlined liquor this morning when I got After up. After our call last night, I should have had one too, man. Goodness Seriously, gracious. my God. All right, Joel Embiid. Let's talk about it. Is he gonna Joe play? Playing. Well, the number you always tell me that the numbers will say whether or not he's playing, right? So if you're following along at home, the line last night was Miami minus three. This thing got all the way to Philly minus one and a half. It has now pendulumed all the way back to Miami minus one and a half. So what does this mean to you? He goes from out to doubtful. He worked out, but he's not cleared yet. He's supposed to be able to play if he wants to play or if he can play, but the team has not put him yet up into the lineup to play tonight. 
I don't think anybody knows. Oh, you just teed me up to saying nobody knows shit again. Like nobody knows a damn thing whether JoJo's playing tonight. And I bet it overnight, so I'm pissed off. But like people who are betting it today, I'm like, how are you betting this off this information? It's so murky. Like, oh, he's not he's not in. He's doubtful, but he's doing everything to play, but he's not cleared. But he might be, <laughs> but he's not cleared yet. But he could, he's gonna try to play. It feels like they're just fucking with Miami. That's what That's, it feels like to me. I I I exactly thought the same thing like i said when i saw the post game last night i'm like oh he's playing like tobias harris goes oh i i you know i'm i'm out thinking about him all the time doc played totally stupid like yeah and i don't know if doc was playing it or just being it or living it but he was like yeah we don't know i mean i talked to him but i don't know and we 3 days know. ago he couldn't use his phone yeah, they sent that report Good. out. That was pretty good. I was like, oh. Couldn't now. look at his phone three days ago because yeah. of the concussion. Yeah. So it might be real that he can't play. When I, I saw the line out. move, yeah, he, he, I. there's no way on planet Earth that Philly could be favored without him. Right. This is a wrench repeat. Heat minus one or one and a half on the road. <laughs> they won both games at home. They were favored by seven and a half, eight, covered both games. Uh, You can't make Philly favored. So when I saw Philly favored initially, I was like, that is an automatic play. Like immediately you got to take Miami on the money line plus whatever. See the line move and go, oh, he ain't playing. Oh, came back. Oh, he is playing. Oh, they're just manipulating the line. They're betting both sides. Wait until see if he's playing. Like, seriously, I mean, like, if you want to take a stand, I would bet Miami because I don't think he's playing. But if he plays, they can steal a game. Might be tonight. But I ain't touching this until I know. I'm I'm going to watch the pregame and go, okay, yes or no. Because I think if he plays, that might be enough for them to win a game. <sighs> no? You don't think so? If he plays and can't, do anything i don't bum hand and a broken face yeah i don't think if he can't do anything he ain't gonna play all right but i mean you get clipped you get a shoulder you get an elbow you get anything i mean you got a broken face yeah and a concussion like and he's not exactly a guy who shies away from contact when he plays gets hit all the time he's on the ground all the time it's not it's not gonna be good if he's I hurt at all, I don't think he's playing. I bet it last night he's not playing, but we'll get it. To, we'll get to it and better to book it. Is there any Suns, doubt in your mind that if Miami wins, that they're going to lose to the winner of the other series? Yeah, there's a. I think Miami can win it all. You do? Yeah. I am so not impressed with them. I swear. Really. Oh, I think Boston or Milwaukee, the winner of that series, I hope which you're I still right. believe is going to be the Celtics, is going to walk into Miami, w- split, win both games at home, make it a short five or six game series. Yeah, we're if, if Boston makes it to the next round, we're getting into the area where I can't bet because emotions are going to block every damn logical thought of, of, of in my brain with Boston. So I just may I just 
might have to ride it out because I can't believe if they get past Milwaukee. I will definitely believe my 10 to one ticket is live for them. To Hell win yeah. Hell yeah, it go. is. <laughs> I'm going to go. All right. I don't want to chew into this. I, I just want to let it ride. I just want to see what we can turn it into. And let's just kind of see what might happen. So yeah, I, I would be ecstatic if Boston gets back. We'll find out tomorrow. I mean, if Boston wins game three, I'll feel very confident about them and their ability to win the series. So I don't know. All right. Suns or Mavericks. This number was the other game that with the ping ponging number. And I got, I get why this number is ping ponging because it's been Suns minus one Mavericks minus one at the moment. It is at FanDuel. It is nope. Minus one Phoenix. Oh, so Phoenix, Phoenix is now back to being a road favorite tonight. Who should be favored in this game? Phoenix. Okay. Phoenix, this is again, don't overthink it. We've been making lines now on the show with people listening to the show. The chat is watching the show. And again, shout out to the chat, Friday roll call. You guys know the line as well as me and P-Roll. It's the favorite minus one or one and a half on the road. That's all we got to do. Just put it up. Let the people bet it. Um, Is this the game Dallas wins? Anthony Gargano from radio in Phoenix in, in, Philly. in Philly. Yeah. Hearing justice will be served tonight. Joel Embiid will be awarded the MVP trophy and then jump center for the Sixers in game six and play hashtag play the song hashtag Sixers. Dude's crazy. Anthony's nuts. Do you believe that is this a Philadelphia radio personality throwing a tweet out to get attention or is yes. this legitimately? Okay. Yes. 100%. It, I mean, I don't trust East coast talk show hosts ever with reports. This guy's one of those guys you would definitely not trust. Anthony's yes. nuts, but he's great at the gig. Of course. Um, the game a, is attention. He's the biggest Homer. Uh, Philly guy you could possibly find. I mean, Embiid winning the MVP would be a downright stunner. Would it? Yeah, given the voting that's come in already. I think it's I think it would not be. I is it any more evident that he's the MVP? But that's not the point. You're right, but it's not the point. The voting didn't take place in the postseason. Yeah, but if you're watching the games. Okay, you can't change your vote after you put it in. You can't change because the the Nuggets got bounced quickly. You can't change your vote. This was my argument all along. This was my argument all along, that he is the most valuable player because of the impact that he would have. Sure, but we don't vote value. We vote MOP, not MVP. We We vote most outstanding player. They need to change the award. I think he could still win. I think it wouldn't be. It wouldn't shock me at all if he won. I'll fall down in the, in the betting market, all steam bullshit. Plus I'll fall down. Me and my guys in Pennsylvania all got 40 and 50 to one on them beats. So, all right. So you're totally biased. So, so I'm rooting at home. I'm not biased. Rooting rooting at home. It's going to be as, as, as worth, it's going to be as, as worth as much as a cocktail napkin coming up later on. That ain't, that ain't happening. Uh, That's that's not winning. Well, but that's not the point, though. It's just, and by the way, Embiid prop just came up at 34 and a half points. Where? Got a tech on, on the live chat. Uh, asked, I don't know. Z- what? Zach's, Zach's in Chicago. We're betting that shit under. That's not okay. adjusted. 
According, he just uh, Zach just tagged me on it and just said uh, at Zach underscore Zazak Z A Z underscore Z A C K and beat over under thirty four and a half points. I don't know if that's popped or not, but let's see if if Fanduel has put this that. This better up. be the bet prep prop of the day. We need to get a winner on that bet under Embiid. He ain't coming uh, back and scoring thirty four. He can't even look at the phone. I, I'm with you. Uh, FanDuel hasn't put it up, so I don't know if it's up or not, but that's a psychotically high number. Maybe it's offshore, but that number makes zero sense. That's a bait on the public. 34 and a half points. This is like Jordan flu game type shit. If he scores 34 points with a broken face and a concussion and a bad hand, are you serious? It can't be. Like, seriously, that's that's if. Listen, chat, go find that number. Whoever put that shit out there, go bet that. If stuff. it's true. Yeah, right. Because if that ain't coming, that, that's an imported number. That's close to what he's averaging, right? I mean, that's it, but he yeah, ain't coming right. to doing that. He can't even play all those minutes. Oh, that's a tremendous. I, we got to keep an eye on that. If that comes up, tag us on Twitter or something. Send everybody because that has to be bet under. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to see if DraftKings has put it up for player points. Um, let's see. Player oh, I just points. got a text from, from Embiid, my guy. B. 25 Howell. and a half. 25 and, and a half. half. 25 and a half. Bet it over right now, by the way. Quick. Hey, it, it, so you're hearing he's out? Who? Embiid. No, say, I'm getting the text. It's 25 and a half back east. Yeah. Yeah. It, it DraftKings is 25 and a half. So I don't know where that 34 and a half comes from. A 25 and a half juice to the under minus 120. Under. But if you think. Because if he under, tries right. to play and then doesn't, can't go, it, you win. It, 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 you win. You have to, and he has to play for this bet to be live anyway. Has so, to if play. Scratch, so if he scratches, it's a refund. It's a, it's it's not a loss. It's a, yeah, you yeah. get your money it's back. A, it's a free roll. I mean, essentially it's a free roll. Just don't bet over because you bet over and he plays one minute, one second of the game, you lose. Second he comes into the game, the bet's live. Correct. Oh yeah. All he has to do is yeah. play. So don't bet over. So you can't. Right, you can't. No, bet over. this is not. This is an under bet. Yeah, right. I mean, like, but, but you, I'm just saying, in case you think he's going to have an all-worldly game, you can't bet over because if he plays one minute, you're dead. It's great having people all over the country. My guy Bihau is texting me. He's checking all the books, the same as the DK DraftKings has the same as Fanduel. Twenty-five. So Fanduel and a half, is up now. Twenty-four and a half. So. Let me reset. Let me refresh FanDuel because it wasn't up last time I checked a second ago. It wasn't up. Well, player points. Player points at FanDuel is yeah. Oh, and beads up twenty five and a half, and it's juiced to the over at FanDuel. You get plus Unders money are, on the under minus one hundred six at FanDuel. Put that in. That's seriously. That's a good bet. Under one hundred six. Good value. Good price. Whew. DraftKings. DraftKings is the exact opposite. DraftKings is minus one uh, twenty. To the under. To the under. That's where it's got to start, don't you think? Like, if we were I in the book, wouldn't you say you would have yeah. to make it? Shade the under, of course. You have to shade to the under. Because, again, like we said, if he plays and gets bumped, plays one minute, goes up for a rebound, and gets clipped by an elbow, he's done. Like, that's it. He's out. I can't. I mean, I can't believe the number. first number that came into my head would be 19 and a half. Does he score 20? I might make it 20 and a half. Like, okay. I think it's just too high. I think it's just because the public's going to come in and bet it because it's Embiid. They're going to bet. They're going to bet it so, over. Yeah, so they just went ahead and started it high. Oh shit! Lay the trap. Let the public comes in bet over, and he comes up with twenty points. Hell, twenty That's and ten's a hell of a game for him. 
Exactly. That's a hell of a game in this situation a, with what he's right. dealing with. Twenty and yes. ten is. That's a that's a hell of a game. That's that's a good game. Like that's that number's too high. I would definitely make that number lower if it was me in the book. And then when I see it like that, I mean, I don't mean to get too too excited, but that's a bet, people in the chat. Everybody. Yep. Roger, tell them all. Tell them all. So okay. put it out. Jay so Dow. We'll watch. We'll watch that here. All right. Yeah. We got to talk about Saturday's games because it's Friday. So we can talk about the games where the lines are now. These lines probably move before tip, but I forgot who these teams are. It's been so long since they played, right? Bucks minus two at home against the Celtics. Who do you like? Celtics. Really? Yes. I will not be betting the side of this game. Not pre in game, but not pre. Yeah, pregame I ain't taken to because I think we'll be able to take six or at some point, you know. But like I like Boston to win the game right now. Marcus Smart is Marcus Smart playing? I wish I knew. I like him even more if he's playing. If he doesn't, I don't. I mean, that don't make me like him more. But right, if he's playing, it definitely makes me like him more. Totals two twelve and a half. I'll throw it back to you. Over or under. Oh, it's under because it's the Bucks, but it's so low. <laughs> it's, it's just so it's, low. At what number? If it was 209 and a half, would it would you say over? No. Wow. You give, me, think it's, give, it's, give me 207 and a half and I'll bet over. Okay. That's what right. would be my number. 207. To bet. I, I just this is a <laughs> defensive game, no matter who wins it. But Bucks play at home. They play so more conservatively, and they don't play. They play defense much better at home. It's harder to score on them at home. I mean, it's everything. This could be 95-93 type of final. Like, oh, it's God. Got, really? Yeah. I just I, I think it's that low. Nobody I, scores 100. I just think it's a grind. I think it's a grinder game. It's Bulls, Bucks 2.0 in a lot of ways. I, I just I just think it's the Bucks are a really good bet to the under at home. Man, give you their numbers. Their, their numbers. Um, what's for tomorrow? I mean, do you do you have the day planned tomorrow? I was trying to explain to my wife because my oldest has a game, a doubleheader at one and three tomorrow. Ouch! Here at CSN, and I'm like, you understand? It's Celtics and and uh, Bucks at twelve thirty here. It's- to just They're give you quick, quick numbers, wow. Bucks are twenty six, are thirty six and twenty three to the under against the Eastern Conference. Okay, they are seven and three to the under over their last ten in the last seven straight games have all gone under. Okay, at home they are twenty three and twenty one to the under. Boston is twenty two twenty and one to the over. They just play. Is this a Boston grinder. win that goes over? Milwaukee win that well, goes under situation? So on the 7th of April, Boston played at Milwaukee. I don't believe Giannis played, but it was 227 and a half, and it was 127-121. Boston lost. Milwaukee won. Covered it by 20 and a half points. But earlier in the year, when you go back and see how the, how the way that they, these teams played, it was 221 and a half, and it was 117-113. Went over by eight and a half points. The games at Boston went under. Oh no, sorry, the one game at Boston. So it's three to three. It's three and one to the over in the re- in the regular season. But both games in this series so far have gone under by twenty eight points and twenty one points. So 
I mean, not just under the games have gone way under and the books are trying to find the basement and two thirteen does not feel like the basement to me. Boston's a different team, man. Yep. They're, they're, I'd lean under. I mean, I, I would at this right. moment, I'd, I'd lean under. I'd hopefully maybe the public bets over. You get two thirteen and a half, two fourteen. But I, I would lean. I would lean under. Warriors are minus seven at absurd. home against the Memphis Grizzlies. It's absurd, ain't it? Little, little inflated, is it not? Of course it is. People are betting Golden State. This would be the book's biggest need of the day. Ooh. They'll need Memphis, I mean, huh? Huh. Without a doubt. I like that. I like needing Memphis. If I get what's the, what's the ceiling? Eight? Mm, yeah. If if it gets there. Because at this point. Because Philly got that. Philly was catching eight on the road. Right. And, so we've and, seen it. Um, but Philly hasn't been competitive. Right. I mean, the, the Grizzlies won a game. <laughs> like I, I mean, it just don't so um it doesn't add up to me. This is definitely inflated. Rightly so. It's it's the Warriors at home. And, you know, you, you heard Jaw walk by Steph and say, we're going to have some fun. This series has been nothing but fun. It's been great. The best one so far. No doubt. So I'd take the points. I, I, I think, dare I say, can can Memphis win this game? Um. Yeah, they can. Yeah, they can win this game. Sure, things go they, right. Don't think they will, but I think that that they'll be right there. I'd rather be sitting on. I'd feel more comfortable sitting on a plus seven than I would be laying seven. How big is the suspension? One game. They already announced it. How big is it in your oh, mind? Oh, in the game. I mean, it's pretty. I mean, Gary Payton Jr. being out is pretty big for the Warriors too. That's a key role player for them. So he was catching was he was he playing thirty minutes a game? No. Yeah, he was off the was bench. He playing he was that really much? A big part of that. He was part of that second unit. He was part of their. You know, he when was Steph part of goes the to the bench. Huh? He was big. I mean, that's a that's a big loss to, for them. They don't have a lot of guard depth. They have a lot, they, they have a lot of shooting forward depth, not a lot of guard depth. So that's a big that's a big loss to lose him for a month. So I, I think equally, I, I think it's a wash. Dylan Brooks being out, right? He's he's out. Yep, one for game. one game. Yep. I mean, maybe that went into this number a little bit too. I don't know. Or, but I know the books are okay. Needing be perfectly okay. Like you said, I'd be all right. Needing Memphis plus seven. Hell yeah. Mem- Memphis is 38, 21 and one ATS against the West 27, 16 and one on the road. Golden state is 27, 17 and two at home, but they've not covered the last four games here in the playoffs. Wow. So minus four and a half, minus nine, minus two and a half, minus one and a half. Didn't cover any of those numbers. And now they're seven. Last time they laid this was nine against Denver and they won by four. Didn't cover by five points. Game going over? Probably. I mean, it's hard to see. It's 226. It's high. But the Golden State Warriors at home, this this was my third favorite under bet of the year. First was the Bulls. Second was um, the Mavericks. And the third was Golden State. Golden State is 25, 17, and two to the under at home this year. 25, 17, and two to the under this year. So, because the numbers have been high. 
inflated in two of the and and we're one yeah. and one here. Last game went under by 20 and a half points. Game right. one went over by 10. But all the games against Denver all flew over all but the last one was under by 25 and a half points at home. Last time they played a home playoff game went under by 25 and a half points, 102 98 the victory. So I mean it got to 200. So 25 and a half points short. So Denver kind of inflated some of these numbers a little bit in terms of where we are, but you know, game one was uh 223, then I went to 227 and a half, and it went way under by 20 and a half points. So now we're you know up to 226. I lean under on that. I don't know yet. I I gotta I gotta think about this. this could be a te- I, I could tease this game to a four point teaser. <laughs> but you're really getting crazy now. <laughs> Tease it up. What are you doing? I'm te- booking it. I don't even care what it is. Just write the bet. Tease it up to 11 plus 11. Take the take the total up to 220, uh, 230. Bet the under. Well, that's. I mean, that actually is actually a really good correlation. That's actually. <laughs> I mean, like that's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Are they going to lose by double digits? Probably not. 230 is a pretty high number. So. Yeah. Yeah. Last time we saw a 230 was against Houston, 231 and a half, and the game went under. Yeah, so. and a lot of those games with Minnesota and Memphis that were in those high numbers, 230s, they went under too. Uh, Minnesota 232 went over, but you're right, 237 under, 240 and a half under, 231 and a half under, 229 and a half under. Yeah, it's good. So just a thought if you want to get involved with teasers. Everyone says, don't ever tease basketball. I'm like, all right, but it's a tough proposition. It is, but I win a lot of them. So I mean, I, I don't do it often, but when I do do it, I do tend to I do tend to cash more often than not. Right. Uh okay, let's talk some puck. Yep. Big games tonight. You yep. tell me why in the holy God's green earth are the Boston Bruins favored by minus one with a <laughs> minus one thirty number against the Hurricanes? <laughs> what is this number? Um you got the, you got the goalie situation for Carolina. Okay. Um, guys, so he's making his basically his first road start, playoff road start. Boston's backs against the wall have looked like absolute shit. Twenty-seven to four, <laughs> five games, four goals. five wins, twenty-seven goals given up and four goals scored. <laughs> It's the, and they're favored minus one thirty five. This is the Hulk meme when he is taking Loki and he's slamming him back and forth and back and forth. That is what <laughs> that is what the Hurricanes have done You're to right. the Boston Bruins. How in the hell are the Hurricanes dogs? Because I would be firing on this if they were favored. I would bet this with them being dogs. I'm like, wait, what am I missing? Because I don't, I don't understand anything. Stand yeah. how this is happening. Um, as the book, you got to make the home team the favorite in game three, especially down two nothing. I'm surprised it's this high, and they're betting it. Like the you know the offshore places and the numbers I look at. I mean, one place has it minus one forty five. Holy crap! Another place has it minus one thirty five. DraftKings is right now it's minus one forty five. Um. Listen, they bet they bet Toronto in game two. They bet the you know they bet the home teams a lot of times. They don't know anything either. I'm watching the games. 
there that this might be the end of Boston as far as the the nucleus and the old and the, they can't solve this team. Mm-mm. Carolina, dare I say, looks like one of the most complete teams mm. in the NHL right now. Deep four lines in the no building. Major- the building too, by the way. First goal, if it goes to the Hurricanes, see ya. Fan base is on the edge. They're ready to jump. In Boston. Mm-hmm. This is a bad, having this game be at Boston, I think actually is a bad thing. Media is crushing this team. Don Sweeney's getting all kinds of heat for the team he put together. The, the lack of a second line center, no scoring punch, nothing on the back end. If you, if you stop, you know, the top line for Boston, that's it. They got nothing else. They go down one, nothing. Look out. Boo birds and all sorts of problems coming at them. Carolina plays such a good, complete team game that they don't ask the goalie to do too much. I mean, and again, they got the guy who's the third goalie making his fourth start of the year playing on a road in Boston. This is every chance to shit his pants. Probably, maybe. That's why that's why five, they're nothing. Him. If it's five nothing, who cares? Right. <laughs> I mean, right. If, if, if hurricanes get off to a big if, lead. That it, it won't matter what the goaltender does. If Carolina gets a two-goal lead, it's a wrap. 100%. If they get up 2 nothing, or I think they score first, it's a wrap. I think they, they're up one nothing. it's over. There's got to be belief. The, the Bruins need <sighs> – they, they have to score first. In fact, if, Bruin, if the Bruins score first, I may bet them on the money line in-game and just bet them because I think they do win the game. If they score first, they win. If they don't, they lose. Okay, so now this becomes a math question. Are you okay laying pregame Boston minus one thirty, or they score first and you got to lay two forty? I mean, rather do. I'd rather lay pregame, obviously, but I don't trust the team at all. So I'm not comfortable. I mean, I'm not comfortable with either bet, to be quite honest. But I just that if I can find a way to bet Boston money line with a lead, I'm much more confident that that bet cashes than them from behind. It's Although so I, hard because I want to bet the game under. Like the Dallas-Calgary game. You can't. I, so I was going to say, so the Dallas-Calgary game. Three goals in two games. It was tremendous. I bet anomaly. under. I bet under the first game, and I took Dallas plus one and a half the first game. We'll finish one nothing. Then they win game two. I made the same bets, but I kept in-gaming under five and a half, under four and a half, under three and a half. It got to two and a half. And I was wow. like, man, what if they pulled a goalie and score two empty netters? I'm going to be so pissed off. So what I did was bet under one and a half goals in the third period. Mm. Scored and one, right? it was only one goal scored. Yeah. Nice. So wow. it, was, it worked out perfectly. So you can see that during the game. I think you got it played out right in your head. I think this is uh this is a wait and see. It's going to be a big sweat. So you're saying Boston scores first, they win the game. They don't yeah. score first, they lose the game. Yeah. Well, they haven't scored first yet. They've only scored four <laughs> goals against this team. I think maybe take a shot at Carolina pregame, and if they score first, you'll get a gigantic price on Boston to offset mm-hmm. it and be okay. I can't see it, man. I- I'm watching the games. I-, I can't see. I have no idea how. Mismatch. Um, Carolina's going to lose. Like, Boston's going to win. I can't see it. Explain to me the line move on the money line 
against the Lightning tonight. I'm very surprised by this. Game three, Toronto's been okay on the road. Tampa's been very good at home. Tampa loses game one. Is it just zigzag theory? And people are coming betting the winner of game three is the loser of game two? Um, Almost thinking that people are thinking if Toronto gets a lead in this, mm-hmm. they're very live to win the game. Campbell's been good. It hasn't been Campbell in goal for, for Toronto. It's, but he's been home both games, so let's see what he is on the road. And Tampa is very hard place to play. They won 8-1 the last time they played. Yeah, but the, the Maple Leafs mailed that one. Correct. Yes, Leafs, fine, but but they but they're still that's fine. Yes. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying that's why they win. I'm just I, saying Tampa's going to be confident at home tonight against Toronto. I'm surprised this number's so short, and they're betting Toronto. I I, I, it's just better to book it. If you come with Tampa, it's a bet. If you come with Toronto, it's an absolute book. So, I mean, there's just no, I don't see it no other way. Finally, you got the total six and a half. This would be the game I would bet under. Wow. Yes. Of all the games tonight, this would be the game I would bet under the most. Interesting. Yeah. Like a 4-1 win for Tampa? Mm Mm-hmm. That's about right. These exact score props, my goodness. I'm going to do an ad on Sports Grid with the boys. Right. They leave that up into the late second period. You can bet wow. the exact score props. So if you look at if you're watching a game and you think it's going to end up, you know, 4-1, you can get 10 to 1, 12 to 1. They got every they have 20 different scenarios. Every huh. possible score permutation. Shout out to my boy Dane Martinez for saying that all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you permutation, all the different options are there live. Bet in game score final options in hockey. How many options could it be? It's great. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Uh, zigzag theory question Kings lost game two, yeah. Blues lost game two. Yeah. Bet, bet them both on the money line tonight. They, I mean, Blues are tough. Blue crushed game one, got killed in game two. Kings, you know, steal game one, get housed in game two. I I mean, I can't believe the Kings price. Like, I'm looking at, I mean, Edmonton is a significant favorite. It's minus 140 everywhere, minus 145 It's at, uh, at Caesars right now. I'm looking to bet the Kings. I mean, Edmonton played not a perfect game because they were they were terrible in the first five minutes, and Mike Smith kept them in it. As mm-hmm. much as he lost game one, he kept them in game two, enough for them to get going, and then boom, steam rolled down the hill, blowout. I like the Kings in game three. Minnesota-St. Louis, I swear I just can't get it out of my head with the Minnesota Wild. I really like that team. You're supposed to bet St. Louis tonight. Pre-game, I can't do it. I got to see more from them to feel convinced. But the game is definitely going over. I think I think the, I think the Blues and the, and the Wild are the best bet over tonight. That game, I, I just feel like the belief was punched in Minnesota's ticket hmm. in game two. They I bet the over first. in game one, and I lost. Didn't bet the over in game two. 
I want him at the over here in game three, but I'm not there yet. Right. I like it. All right. Props.com story of the day. Canelo versus Bivol Saturday night here in Vegas. Man, we got a busy weekend. A lot of stuff going on here. All right. So on props.com, you can read the story. Our buddy Nick, excuse me, Nicky Kalakis from Circa Sports opened up at Alvarez minus 400 with Bivol at plus 325 right away over the counter limit play on Canelo went up to 485. 75 to 85% of the early money coming in on Canelo. Parlays all over the place, as you would expect here on this. Quote to props.com, Nick Kalakis, we desperately need some bivol action, but I think we're going to get some. I would expect a few max bets to come in on the bivol side on fight day, maybe from some sharp betters because the price seems to be a little bit overinflated. It's probably a dog or pass situation for a lot of sharp betters, which is Nick Kalakis's favorite saying ever is dog or pass. <laughs> I think I've heard him say that like a million times. All right. All right. That's, that's Nikki's favorite line is dog or pass. Yeah. What do you do here with Canelo? Bibble. He ain't losing his fight. But three to one, four to one, five to one. He yeah. told me decision yesterday. You sticking with that? Hold on. Better to book it. You'll get it. I listen to the show too. You'll get it. You'll get better to book it yeah. coming in. I like it. I mean, Nikki is doing the right thing calling out for the dog money. Yeah. Because ain't nobody coming to bet the dog. Uh-uh. Canelo's different. Always has been here. Just when people come, usually what happens <laughs> is they bet the dog. Like, I'll never forget the Pacquiao fight. Like, every time he fought, even dog, he wasn't a dog too often, but the dog against Mayweather was just an absolute, I mean, people came and bet the dog. This is interesting. So this price, by the way, is the shortest price since Canelo fought in 2019 when Canelo fought against Danny Jacobs. I was at that fight. This is the shortest price on Canelo? Uh Uh-huh. Since that fight. Is this... I mean, it's got to be almost an empty to, you know, come but out that, of fight, that fight went to the decision. Alvarez won of the cards. But not, it wasn't a no, it was a no doubter, right? Uh, 115, 115, 116 on the cards. So not a no doubter. He, I mean, Jacobs won a couple of the rounds. Wow. Canelo, like I said, Canelo plays with his food. Canelo will lose right. the first three of the first four rounds. Canelo will lose. It's a great explanation. Play with his food. That's what he does. He just he, yeah. he he just doesn't he doesn't need. He did it with Kovalev. Did it with Jacobs. Did it in the first fight with Triple G, and then the second fight he didn't because it burned him. He should have lost that fight. He did lose the fight. And tell Mikey, right. awesome. Have a good weekend. He had to get out of here. Hi, right, Mikey. Good weekend, bud. Good job. Hat coming Mark. to you, my friend. Yeah. We got a hat coming. Absolutely. I, I got to get everything ready this weekend. I'll get all the boxes and crap together to mail perfect and crop out to people. But um. Yeah, I, I, I just, I, I think this fight's going to the cards. That's just my opinion. And Canelo cannot lose a fight on the cards, either a draw or a Canelo win. You're not getting away from that draw bet, huh? It's eighteen to one, man. Hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Well, just it's not bad though. Twenty bucks on it. If it hits, it hits. It doesn't. Well, then make your real wager on Canelo by decision. Sounds good. <laughs> we'll get more to that and better to book it. Hold on on that to stay in. Uh, time for the betprep.com prop of the day. It did not 
hit, even though the shot prop, the first shot went in goal for Kreider. He scored and then didn't shoot again for the Rangers in that game. One shot. One shot, one goal. A hundred percent shooting percentage. Pretty good. One for one. It was a tip too. It wasn't even a shot. It was a it was deflection that he came up with to to get that thing to cash. So kind of a meh, moment yesterday on that. That stunk, but we're back with NBA. I like this play a lot. DeAndre Ayton is a major problem for the Dallas Mavericks. They have they no answer for this kid. <laughs> Over 17 and a half points, minus 125. Caesars has this game at has this bet at 19 and a half with heavy juice to the under. You can get a points bet at minus 125 at over 17 and a half points. Ooh. Could even try to middle it if you want. You want to, you know, use some arbitrage there and bet over 17 and a half and under 19 and a half. You might see it with both, but I mean, they just don't have any answers here to guard DeAndre Ayton or JaVel McGee for that matter. Ayton got into foul trouble in the last game, so that kind of skewed things a little bit, but if he doesn't get into foul trouble... How many points he ended up with last game? Um, he he only ended up with... He only played 18 minutes because of the foul trouble. So, I don't know how many points he wound up with, but he's averaging uh, 18 points per game. He's had 19 or more in five of the last six in the playoffs yep. and four of the last five games on the road. Yeah, He also likes Danny Green, potentially numbers for him in the other game to go over one and a half made threes. Stop. He, he doesn't I'm want to touching that. I ain't touching that Danny yeah. Green. He drives me crazy. He needs one fucking yeah. three. So inconsistent. He's so, it's, so inconsistent. Oh, it's such bullshit. You can't, I don't want that aggravation or sweat. But Aiton on the road over 17 and a half points. I like, I do like that. Even though I do like the game under, I do like Aiton over 17 and a half. Oh, because the game's in Dallas. That's right. Yep. You're going to bet that under. Yep. <laughs> been telling everybody for a week about that. <laughs> um, <sighs> I do like this over, but uh, the game under. This is, this is crossing the streams a little bit. I think it falls. 18 or 19 is what he winds up with. Or 16 or 17. <laughs> Probably, potentially. But I think it's 17. Just I think right it's around the numbers. Think it's, yeah. Numbers I mean, good. This is hard. I ain't a he'll fan be right of either there. side. He'll be right there. Good luck. I, I, I think it's on the I, – I, I would bet the over on that. <sighs> All right. Time for better to book it. Being presented by Fliff. Go to getfliff.com. Use that promo code PROPS for a $25 deposit bonus. Terms and conditions do apply from Fliff at getfliff.com. Let's start. With Madeline's trifecta box. Damn. All right. Hold on. Let me pull up my entries. All right. Go ahead. I have no idea what this would pay. But as I talked to my daughter in the morning, I'm like, okay. Yes. It's like, let's look at horses. So she went through, she looked at all the horses and okay. she went through them all, all right. And I was actually really surprised with the way that she was kind of breaking this down. Okay. So to her, yeah. she looked at the color of the horses. Okay. Very important to her. Very important. So she's going through all these things. She's like, all right. She's like, let me see all the horses. Broke them all down. She likes the 10 in Zandon. Okay. Which is, he looks enormous, by the way. It's a big horse. Well, that's, that's Flavin too. That's, I mean, you heard, I mean, that's one of, you know, Alvarez's keys. So So Zandon. Yep. Happy Jack. Happy Jack. At the two. Uh huh. Pretty brown color. Yeah. And she's all about the grays. White Abanero. Oh. 10 to 1. The 15. 2, 10, 15. 
Trifecta box. Which means any order, right? Those three, any order, right? You can go do a dollar trifecta box, two, 10, 15. Always say the numbers from lowest to highest. That will make you a huge all-star. Okay, two, 10, 15. Writer. Okay. So you go and say dollar tri box, two, 10, 15. It yep. can come in any order, any combination of those three. That, yep, that's right. That's six bets. It costs six bucks. If it comes 15, no, if it comes to... Right now, the best combination for that would be two fifteen ten. You could eat free for a week, pick up a dime. Six bucks, you win a thousand minimum, I think. With that one, you frozen. He's frozen. That's phenomenal. He. He comes on and leaves a try box and he's frozen. Oh, I hear you. Okay. That's a perfect, though, like for the chat, take in your picture today. That could be your headshot, by the way. That's outstanding. Yeah, frozen. Oh, I'm so I'm talking to you. Nobody can hear you. People, he's talking bad about all you. These people in the chat are like, goodness gracious, Matt is in shock. <laughs> the chat is the best. I absolutely uh, love the there chat. There we go. I okay. So, yes, no, what do we want to do with this? That's great. Okay. There you go. When Dude. a kid gives you the try box, you have to play it. What if it wins? Oh, my gosh. It would be unbelievable. And if it comes, like I said, if it comes in the right way, it's a thousand dollars for six bucks. Phenomenal. Yeah. Phenomenal. Twenty-two to one on top. Oh, it could be two. higher. Shit. It'd be amazing. Take yeah. it and run. So yeah. So I'll, I'll place that bet from out of line Fix later on. Microphone. Oh, thank you. Uh, oh, wait, so you know when no that does that because it's my computer. My yeah. computer mic is the default mic, and I can't figure out how to change to the default mic on this darn thing. So, <laughs> this mic versus the audio guy. Come on, I know. I just, I just the, the the settings don't let you do it. it does I, I fooled around with the microphone? There isn't an ability to put it as the actual one that I want. It's frustrating as hell. Oh. All right, to the UFC we go. Main event, two seventy four. Charles Oliveira up against Justin Gaethje. I have gone back and forth as to how I want to bet this fight. I actually don't know how this fight ends except for Oliveira to win this fight. So just bet Oliveira to win. Don't Correct. overthink it. That's what I'm doing. I'll lay the minus 168. Take Oliveira to win. Don't know how it happens. I just think he either on the cards, by submission, not going to knock him out, but betting it or booking it. Oliveira winning. How big of a sweat is this going to be? Like, are we worried about this? Or we really first round, this? first round KO. Definitely worried about the first round knockout. Why did I come back like that? I don't know. Now I'm double. I'm double audio again. Double audio, son of a gun. It was working fine. Yeah. Now it's here. We closed you on the other one. So, um, I'll bet it. Okay. Oh, I mean, because I do really respect your opinion on the UFC. And if I can, I don't want the agita of like 
the way you're talking, Oliveira is that much better. Because he's more well-rounded. He can do more. Okay. So on the ground, Gaethje's in trouble. We, is the fight going to get to the ground? That's what Gaethje says. You're not going to be able to do it, but Habib got him there. So. So, well, if we're watching this fight, if it's on the ground, that's a good thing. Oh, yeah. 100%. Huge. Big, big, big deal. Okay. But it could go to the cards. I mean, I could see Gaethje going five rounds. That's my can, problem. Can Gaethje win a five-round fight? Yes. On the cards, too. Wow. Dog's live. I'm not saying it's not. I just don't know how Gaethje withstands all of the takedown attempts and what Oliveira can do to him. I mean, Chandler showed that you can shake Oliveira. His chin is okay. He clipped him, got him shaky in the first round, and then he submitted him in the second round. So very similar possibility happened in this fight. Get me the first round over. I'll feel good about Oliveira. Okay. All right. We'll bet it. I am throwing a Hail Mary on Ferguson. Plus 300. Everyone's picking Michael Chandler. I think the lines disrespect. I'll throw a quarter unit on this. I won't go crazy on it, but I got a plus 300 dog. I'm taking El Kukui. Tony Ferguson. We're booking this. (laughs) Smart. I don't know. I mean, it's just fun taking a plus $3 dog, but I've seen this UFC for too long. Yeah. Most people will be stunned if Chandler loses this. Three straight losses. Puts him in a very bad spot with the company. We got guys in the chat going to this thing, by the way. You know that. In Phoenix? Yeah. Sweet. Yeah. I think we got, I think Jay Dow's going. I think Jordan uh, is going. Love they're getting loaded up and going. So they're going to have bets. This is going to be fun. So I'm telling you, betting UFC events in person is so fun. I love it. It's great. It's a really fun sweat. Uh, here, Saturday night, tomorrow night, Canelo, Bivol, minus 140. Saul, Canelo, Alvarez. Decision, minus 140. I like the way you said that. <laughs> I like the way you said that. Well, that's his name, though. His name is Saul. It's not Saul? It's, uh, I mean, in, in Mexico, it's in Mexico, it's Saul. In America, it's that. Saul. Yeah. I had Saul. an uncle Saul. I, I wish I would have known that was how you is said it. Italian? Called him Saul. No, he was, Italian. The, he was the Lithuanian side. Mm. He wasn't. He was, he was the Lithuanian side. Him and my uncle Schmoly. His his name was Sidney, but they called him Schmoll. I don't know why, but I loved it. Canelo. Um, Canelo. Over and over again, all night long. You feel better about this than you do the money line? I'm not laying five dollars. Okay. So expensive. Bivol has gone to the card six straight fights. Okay. I, I mean, I hope it's like a 9-3 if we're going to bet this by decision. Shit. Why? 
I don't want it to be like a six, five, and one where we got to have one fifteen, one fourteen Canelo decision sweat. What do I care? If it wins, it wins. Okay. I'm not that, betting what the cards are going to be. I just get he's going to win on the cards. All right, we're betting it. I just I just think it's the most cost effective way of betting the fight. Fair. All right, but Canelo does win. My go-to, Dallas, Phoenix, under 219 and a half. Better going to booking it. Whew, man, did you watch the games? Yeah. I, I know this is this has definitely been one of those good bets that you keep doing, keep winning. All right, I ain't going to overthink it. I'm betting it. It's down I'm to betting. 218 now. I know. I know. Well, I mean, people know we ain't the only ones that know that the CLV. game. CLV. <laughs> oh, please. <laughs> we'll bet it. We'll bet it. Um, For the chat, it's 31 12 and 1 to the under Dallas at home. Boy, that's good. 35 24 and 1 against the West. What's Phoenix's road record to the under? 22 and 22. I knew you would know. I didn't even, that wasn't even in the notes. 31 and 29 to the under against the West for Phoenix. Mm. Is this a Phoenix win? It goes over. Dallas wins. It goes under. Or the game Phoenix can win and still go under. Yep. All right. Bet it. This is the way Dallas plays at home. Well, they better find a way to play differently because it's, what, 11 in a row? They can't beat Phoenix. <laughs> and they won't tonight. And Dave's a pick I mean, <laughs> I'm just going to wait. and I'm going to wait to the final number and see what the number is, where it falls. But right. I'm coping plus one Phoenix. Nice. Okay. Take Phoenix. Yeah. Miami, I got it at three last night. I don't think Embiid plays. I don't care where we are here. With Embiid, even does play. I'll lay the three. Betting it or booking it. I'll book it only because if the guy plays, we're live. And there's talk about him playing. So if I'm sitting in the book and you're laying three, I'm taking the bet. Doesn't mean I like now. it. Yeah. I mean, you're actually you're right. Let's click uh, refresh here. We're painted one and a half. Hmm. Miami. Miami minus one wow, and a half. It's back up. That makes me think he's not playing. God, what a ridiculous thing to be even talking about. <laughs> Overreaction to the first report and then a bet because the value is too good. Right. Yep. Um, I don't think you got to worry about like Miami minus three versus minus one, one and a half or anything like this. Miami wins. It covers this number. They win by four or more um, or Philly wins. Mm -hmm. And right now I'll book this bet only because I'll hold out hope that he's going to play. If he doesn't play, I think this is what your line closes. So you'll be fine. So people, if you like Miami, go bet it now. And if you want Philly, maybe wait. Final play. Tampa Bay at home. Minus 120. Bet it. Lightning on my line. <laughs> Bet it. Well, I mean, I, just, I, I saw what I needed to see with Toronto in game two. 
Yeah. Um, not, and again, Canada listeners, and it shit ain't personal. It's just Tampa Bay flexed their muscles. They ended game one with a brawl. They flexed their muscles in game two. This team gets us. They keep taking dumb penalties. The Toronto Maple Leafs, Wayne Simmons was a tremendous addition. He's a sandpaper guy. He's a veteran. He took two dumbass penalties, and Tampa scored on both of them. You can't go in a penalty box against the Lightning. On the road, the home team gets the calls early. Tampa gets a lead. Power play goal through. This one's a wrap. Tampa wins game three. I absolutely cannot believe the line's coming down. I don't know what I'm watching. You got Vasilevsky. The guy's 15-0 and off a loss in the playoffs the last two years. So if Tampa loses again, mm, hammer it. Remind everybody. Hammer it. That you play Tampa because they bounce back better than anybody. Agreed. But I don't think they bounce. I don't think they're not bouncing back because they won game two. I think they're going to win game three again. I would agree. Yeah. All right. Favorite thing about today is my hat, first of all. I mean, seriously. It's up there. No. My drive to work with my wife was my favorite thing so far about today. She was yelling at me about this, that, whatever. She had a call in sick, so she was steaming. And for those of you that know my wife, you know what that means. It's a very entertaining ride because I cranked the music up, and she said, did you hear me? And I said, what? I did hear her, but I just I was doing it just to tease her it's a little bit to get her relaxed and fired up. But then what I did when we got there, she slammed the door in my face. You could go see the video right on the, on the Twitter at Sports BK could say because I asked her questions and she don't want to hear my shit. But while she was ranting, she said, you know what else you could do today while you're doing all this other shit that you're doing, talking to Peralt and wearing these <laughs> stupid hats? She said, go get the office some donuts. You haven't Ooh. done that for a while. The girls are asking if you're in the doghouse because you haven't been by. So not only did I go to the book and the donut place at the Arizona Charlie's, I went to the bagel place too, Einstein's, and I brought bagels and donuts into the office at her place. Mm. So, so far, that was my favorite thing about today. And then we got uh, we got stuff going on all the rest of the day, man. We got basketballs back. We got playoff hockey. We got to put these races in tomorrow. That's it's gonna be fun. Oh my goodness, yeah. So a lot of shit. It's fun. All right, for me, I'm gonna take this out because I can't talk and hear myself reverberating back and forth. I'll just I won't be able to hear you till I'm done. But I got reminded of something that's really important, and I think it's you and I have talked a lot about this. And for some of you young people who are out there listening, this is a huge lesson. So betting huge. I like ending the week kind of on a on a lesson or a note that I've always found. Integrity is what you do when no one's watching. It was said to me when I was young, and I was like, what does that really mean? I was like, man, that means you're your own guardian. Like you're the, it's, it's basically like playing golf, playing your life with golf rules. You call your own penalty. You make a mistake, you own it, you deal with it, but you are the one who lived with yourself. And that to me is such a huge lesson. And, and it's not worth bringing up as to why I'm saying this, but like integrity to me is what you do in the watch. Always remember that, that you know, in your in your soul, you know whether you do things the right way or not. 
And if you're good with yourself, if you wake up with yourself and you're cool, you know you're doing things the right way or you're treating people the right way or you're trying to live your life in the best whatever word you want to use, righteous, whatever word you want to come up with. It's such an important lesson, I think, for young people to understand that because so often people aren't living their lives that way. So often people are just trying to hide things or lie or do things to you or do things to themselves even that you know if you're doing it the right way, then you can wake up, look yourself in the mirror and feel good about it. So if you aren't living the right way, you can change it because you're the one who is in control of that and you can change it today and be different and live the right way. It's not a religious conversation. This is a life conversation. It's how you approach your own behavior. And I often say I try to live my life like a film crew is following me around. That I would be comfortable with anything I do or I say, going ahead and broadcasting that everywhere because I know I'm trying to do it the right way. Ask me a straight question, I give you a straight answer. You may not like the answer, but I try to do that as much as possible. I say I don't always volunteer information that might be hurtful, but if you ask, I'll tell you. And I've always tried to live that way in my life. And I woke up this morning going, you know what? I'm comfortable and happy with the way that I've decided to live my life like that. And I feel better knowing that. About myself. So that I mean, that's, about today. that's some, that's some well said shit. I mean, we live that way every day. I mean, I think that's why I heard it from a, from a guy who was running in my dad's circle a long, long time ago, I never asked what he did. I know what he did. I never asked who he did it with. I know who he did it with. But he said to me one time, it's so hard to stay good. You could go mm-hmm. bad every day. It's easy. He said, it's hard to stay good and stay good for you and act like your parents are watching you every second. I mean, you know, I mean, literally and act like, you know, and again, it's not a religious conversation. But act like God's watching you every day and you're being judged by him because at the end, that's all that's really going to matter. I mean, and I found out out at a very young age, you got to learn to like the person in the mirror. If you don't like the person Mm. in the mirror, you ain't going to like yourself and you're going to make bad decisions. So honor yourself first and everyone around you will live that same way. It's hard to be that example. I tell Jessica all the time, we're on stage every day. Everything we do is is i mean you're not a performer but you're on stage every day for these for these kids and everything you do they see hear and know so act respectful to yourself to me to you know for them so they know Mm. growing up this is the way you live they don't know no nothing else so well said brother i mean that's that's a great way to end the weekend or to end Mm. the week lead us into the weekend and um true words True words. Uh, that's that's a, that's a and good Zach, thing. my hat's not boring. Who said your least, hat's boring? Zach said my his least favorite thing about today is that my hat's boring. Man, oh man, that's mean. Come it's on, it's kind of boring. That's it's Zach the hat that said that shit. <laughs> Zachary Hatton, our English our English viewer. Man, oh man, that's I can't Zach. wait to see a picture of Zach in the BVB mm. hat. Got in front of Big Ben, going all over the world. <laughs> Shit, it'll be awesome. Love it. Have a great weekend, guys. We're back on Monday to wrap it all. Like, subscribe, follow, and all the great stuff. He's Dave. I'm Matt. Talk to you on Monday.